0: WC. If you don't know who I am, I'm Bryce Harper, the youth pastor here. Came in March 4th, and then everything just went crazy. <laughs> so I take no blame for that. Um, but man, it's been such an honor. It's been such a joy to be with you, and it is such an honor uh, to speak on what would be my first time speaking on Father's Day. So Bubba, I guess I'm officially old. That's all there is. I got a little gray. It's official. You old. You preach on Father's Day. and so. I, but it is an honor. Um, to be able to kind of fill in for Pastor Eddie and Amanda Turner. Just wonderful, godly, integrous, full of wisdom, um, passionate, um, just an amazing, amazing gift to the body of Christ, Pastor Amanda and Eddie Turner. We love you. We don't know if you're watching or not or, or soaking up the rays, whatever you're doing. We love you. Come on, FWC, can you just, are you thankful for godly leadership? I am thankful for godly leadership that has just led us so, so well during these times, um, as well as well as the FWC staff here. Um, it's just a, just a joy to work with, passionate people, great attitude. Um, all of our volunteers, leaders um, that that lead so well on a volunteer basis, there's no way we could do what we do without our volunteers. And so we so appreciate every single person who just out of their own prerogative, just choose to come and to serve and to give of their time, their finances, their energy. Um, before I get into my message, how many? How many of you just love the Word of God? You love the Word of God, Amen. Then yeah. we're gonna have a good time today. Uh, before we get into that, I can't help. I'm a youth pastor. I, I couldn't help but come across some memes that I thought were very fitting. Uh, when, it came, when, it came, when it comes to Father's Day, and so we're just going to, is that okay, we can we take a little time out, just kind of look at some memes, we're doing do it anyway, and so here's some memes that I thought were very fitting uh, for today, and I love this one, 33% of your job as a dad is staring at your kids like this until they act right. Well, that's the truth, when people without kids tell me they're exhausted. That's all there is to it. kid. something happened to my toy. Dad's not making any sound anymore. Oh, my. I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't know where the batteries went. I'm so sorry. I'm so devastated for you, honey. Let's, let's pray about it. We'll pray and see if we, God will give us some more. Uh, gas prices drops by 3%. Dad's, I to fill the car up. <laughs> Me, I turn off the TV because it's way too loud. Dad, hey, I was watching that hymn two seconds ago. been there. What else we got? When dad catches someone messing with a thermostat. If you don't pay the gas bill, don't touch the thermostat. Watch it now. (laughs) When dad tells you a terrible joke, but you need 20 bucks. (laughs) Now some of you dads are like, wait, hold up, hold up. I thought I was funny. (laughs) I thought I I I was really funny. (laughs) My favorite one, my daughter is allowed only three male friends, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on, anybody else agree with me on that? Any dads? That's it for your memes edition today. You know, I want to give you four just quick things for myself. I got a little girl, who's about to be four, on July 26th. I got a six-month-old. That will be six months on July 4th. Two wonderful girls, Mary Catherine, Jubilee Harper, Madeline Brooke Harper, and um, I would have never thought I would want to be a girl dad, but I love being a girl dad, Torino. I love it, man. It's awesome. wouldn't change anything about it. Um, but I, there's something I learned very quickly in parenting that, I, 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 that nobody told me about, nobody prepared me for it. We read the books, we did the classes, we prayed, you know, we did all that stuff. Um, what I didn't know is that I would need to carry a duffel bag of about four changes of clothes just to go to Walmart. I see my wife getting getting everybody a change of clothes. I'm like, where are we going? I'm going to Walmart. All of a sudden, the baby spits up on her. I'm like, okay, let me get my, go ahead and get my clothes too. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead my clothes. Um, I didn't know uh, my wife was a superhero when it came to childbirth. My goodness. Forever changed my perspective. I'm like, you bad. <laughs> Ain't no way I'd have been able to ever do that. I didn't know a cute blue-eyed, blonde-haired girl could make me so mad. Can we be honest today at FWC? Now, she makes me pretty happy. But I would have never thought how this cute little girl, Bessie Liz, made me so mad. Lastly, I didn't know I would have to hear the same statement on average about 9 million times per day. Hey, Dad, look. Hey, Dad, watch. Hey, hey, Dad. Watch. Hey, Dad, look. Watch. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad, look. hey, Dad, look. Hey. Hey, Dad, are you watching? Are you watching? Hey, Dad, look. (laughs) About nine million times a day. (laughs) That's parenting, right? That's parenting one-on-one. Man, there are so many different things I could have, different stories in the Bible, different angles we could have, you know, came with today, different approaches, you know, I could have started from the beginning, I could have talked, we could have talked about Adam and how God told him not to eat from the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil and, and then God made Eve and, and you know, talked about Adam and his ability to govern properly. We could have talked about Noah and how building something that has the potential to create a new culture for the globe. Could have talked about Abraham and his faithfulness to God to the point of sacrificing Isaac, the very promise of God that God had given him and being more in love with God's voice than God's promises. We could have talked about Jacob and his work ethic and wrestling with God and and, 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 and And going after God until you receive God's best. And could have talked about David and Bathsheba. And could have talked about when David was at a point where Scripture tells us where kings went to war, David was not at war. And could have talked about how when you're not where you're called to be, you fall into secret sin. And could have talked about Hosea and being faithful, forgiving, and merciful. Even when you're justified in not being those things because that's who Jesus is. To us, Could talk to you about Joseph and Mary and how Joseph honored what Mary was carrying more than himself. But today, I just want to remind you that this whole thing about our life is about Jesus. All of those stories, all of the narratives, everything throughout Scripture is pointing to Jesus was pointing to Jesus. All of these different stories were were in the Old Testament were foreshadowing the coming Messiah, Jesus Christ. And so, yes, we could have talked about those different things and it's great to do devotions and break down those different things, but then it comes back to, okay, but all of these things were pointing to one person and that was pointing to Jesus. John 5, 19, Jesus says this, I tell you the truth The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. Jesus had no other agenda but the father's agenda. The son can do nothing, not just some things. He couldn't do anything by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. 3 John 1 and 4, I could have no greater joy than to hear that my children are following the truth isn't that a beautiful passage isn't that just the bottom line truth i know even as a parent even when i when i maybe when i tell mc to do something and she doesn't do it i don't know what it is there's something that just gets all over me like did you not hear what i just said I understand why Jesus was flipping tables. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand why that's in the scripture, because I'm about to flip this one. You know, I had told you. And there's something that just rises up in you. But then on the flip side of that, there is also something that happens on the inside of us parents. When you give something, some kind of guidance, instruction for your child, and they do exactly what you told them to do. Isn't there that something? I mean, I, I'm just like gummies, Disney World, whatever. You have an all girl. There's something that happens when your child does exactly what you tell him to do. And I couldn't help but think even on a day like today, man, I want to be a person. I want to be a dad. I want to be a husband that does exactly what you tell me to do, God. I want to do exactly what you tell me to do. Not not me trying to manipulate and try to figure that out on my own. I want to do exactly what you've called me to do. Not my version, not my own translation, not my own interpretation. No, Jesus, what have you called me to do? I want to do that. But culture saying this, and this is saying, no, what, what has God said? How many of you know, we as a just company, as a church, we need to be a people who just do what God said He told us to do. Well, I believe this, and I I kind of lean this way, and I kind of lean that way, and I love it. I love it when you maybe talk theology with people, and they say, "Well, I believe. Well, this is how I believe, and this is what I believe, and that's fine. I mean, I say it too, and things like that." But then I kind of catch myself because this isn't about just what I believe. This is about what what does the Word of God say. I'm thankful for your opinion. I'm thankful for your perspective. I'm thankful even for your experience. And I'm thankful for your testimony. And I'm thankful for all that because it, it supports and it encourages and it, and it shows Jesus. But then take it a step further. But what does the word of Almighty God, the word that's eternal, the word that's everlasting. Because we can kind of debate your experience. We can kind of talk about your testimony. But there's a, when you bring up the word of God. You're no longer dis- you're no longer debating with me. You're debating with divine, and so it, br- it brings a- it brings everything to a whole nother level, a whole new meaning that's transcendent and supernatural. And even when I think about parenting, I think about how upset I can get when I when I maybe I instruct my daughter to do something she doesn't do it, but then how much joy I get when I see her do exactly what I tell her to do, and it's. I don't think it's, it's not that God is out to get us, but rather we are out to do exactly whatever we want to do. And a lot of times, God catches the blame for it. Romans chapter 7, we don't have to go through it, you know the narrative, Paul is talking, and he's talking about his flesh, I want to do this, but then I want to do that, and then, but, I, but I think this way, and I, and I try to do right, but then I do wrong, and he goes on and on, he goes back and forth, and it's funny if you just read verses 14 through 20, but then he gets down to 25, and he says, thank God that the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So we got a lot of people pointing at the problem. We got a lot of people pointing at issues. We got a lot of people pointing at all all the things. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. You don't have to go get a degree to see what the problem is. But we need a company of people who begin to say, "Thank God, the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord." Come on, put your hands together if you believe it. <clears throat> Couldn't help but God led me over to the story of the prodigal son. It's a story I've never preached on before as this is my first time preaching on a father's day and it's a it's a it's a parable jesus is telling and it's one that's very familiar in the church world it's powerful it's it's very enlightening and i'm gonna jump i'm gonna start down in verse 11 and jesus told them this story a man had two sons the younger son told his father i want i want My share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land, and there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he, and he began to starve. Verse 15, he persuaded a local farmer to hire him. And the man set, sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that he even, even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. Verse 17, when he finally came to his senses, say senses. He, say to, he said to himself, at, my, at home even the higher servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying for hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. Verse 20, so he turned, returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, kissed him, Verse 21, his his son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to his servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house, put it on him, get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf. We have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. It's easy. I could have came from the angle and talked to you about how, man, you've got to be the father. You've got you to run. You've got to embrace your children and their faults. You've know, you got to do all these kind of things. You've got to be compassionate. But I can't help but think on a day like today that if I was going to tell you anything, dads, if I was going to tell you anything about being a good father, is to never, ever forget that you're a son. Because it's when you understand that you will always be a son looking to the Father for an answer. Looking to the Father for guidance. Looking to the Father for instruction. That is where you can find your instruction, your power, your guidance to be able to lead your family. But you being macho ain't going to make it. You acting like you got all the answers ain't going to make it happen. You understanding that you don't have the answers, but you know the one who has the answer, that's going to be the way that's going to fix our society and our globe. Amen? We need a company of people who can just step back and say, you know what, kids? You know what, fam, I don't have all the answers, but I, there's something about Jesus. There's something about His Word. Every time I get in there, every time I pray, every time we go to church, there's just something that happens. And there's always, you know, turmoil when we go to church because God, you know, because the enemy doesn't want us to get that empowerment, he doesn't want to get that instruction because he knows once we get in His presence, and we get empowered and we feel encouraged, and nothing's going to stop us. Came to us senses it's interesting before god changed his situation he changed his perspective a lot of us are just sitting here looking at god waiting for him to change our situation and God's just got more than god wants to change his situation he wants to change your perspective because god can change his situation and you still have problems You can have money in the bank, you can have all the nice cars, you can have all that stuff, and you can still have problems. So what's the answer? He's in with the pigs, and he came to his senses. He's still out on his own. He's still broke in famine and all this stuff, and he came to his senses. God had changed his understanding about his situation. He realized, I can do something about this. And begin to make his way back home. And in doing that, I love it. The scripture says, even when he was a long way off, the father saw him. Man, I got such a long way to go. You don't understand. I've just just ruined everything. And I've disqualified myself. And I'm never going to be able to go back and and fix everything that I've done wrong. I want you to know today, even if you're a long way off, the father sees you coming. And he's going to make up what's been lost. Because that's who God is. He's good. He's way better than you think He is. Your greatest thought of who He is, I'm telling you, He's way greater than that. He's so good. He sees a, he sees a Son a long way up. He comes and runs and embraces Him. And culture during that time, if a son was to get back onto his father's property and doing something like that, he would have not been accepted. And so there is this picture where God, where where it shows like God is coming to get us so that we don't have to forfeit everything. So there's opportunity for redemption. If I want my family to be redeemed, I got to be redeemed. If I want my family to be a family of worship, I gotta be a person of worship. And if I want my family to be a family of prayer, I gotta be a person of prayer. So I know I got a PK. I know I got I got some things I gotta kinda work through because I didn't grow up PK. I grew up third generation redneck, you know what I'm saying? And so it's just Southeast Texas, you know what I'm saying? And so I didn't grow up with some of the things that I know my children will face and so a lot of times in my home I will intentionally put on some worship music or if we're just in her room playing I'll intentionally put on some worship music and just begin to worship and just begin to talk to God just right there in her just right there she she's doing her thing I pray over her I do all that kind of stuff I just want her to know it's not just real at church it's real at home too and we don't just love God at church we love God at home too and and when we're driving we worshiping and I want her to know this thing is in the fibers of our being everywhere that we go, everything that we do. Well, that's too strict. That's just a little too much. And I don't know. I don't think you could be just too too spiritual. I don't think you could be too supernatural. I don't think you could be too much. Maybe that's our problem. Maybe we're not too much heavy on those things. Maybe that is the answer is being a little bit more heavy on those different things. Even in that story, you see the siblings of the prodigal son getting jealous. It's another reminder. We cannot want the things of God more than God himself. Those kids were were fine. They were with, and now they're getting upset because all this stuff is being done for the prodigal son. Not realizing the true gift is not what God can do for you, but just being with God. That's the gift. It's just getting to be with him, getting to be in the home with him, getting to live and abide in that protection. Some personal quotes I've written down from this. The ramifications are detrimental when the destiny of a soul is traded for momentary enthrallment of flesh-driven debauchery. Flip side of that, the ramifications are exponential when the destiny of a soul is exchanged for the enjoyment and purpose of giving glory. To Jesus our Lord. The late Ravi Zacharias put it like this. Man, man, has, man rejects God not because of intellectual demands nor scarcity of evidence. But a moral resistance that refuses to, to admit his need for God. Proverbs 20 verse 7. The godly walk with integrity blessed are their children who follow them. Psalms 127, 3, 5, you know it, children are a gift from the Lord, they're a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he confronts his excuse, accusers at the city gates. Psalms 103, 13, the Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. and Luke chapter 1, verse 17, The angel of the Lord spoke to Zacharias about his son John the Baptist saying this. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. The next verse. How does he prepare the people for the coming of the Lord? He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. I find it so fascinating. How will He prepare the people for the coming of the Lord? He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. How will we prepare for the coming of the Lord? Us, parents, families, turning our hearts to one another. Am I the only one reading it that way? Does anybody else see it any other way? This is how we prepare ourselves for Jesus. John chapter 14, verses 8 through 10, I'm wrapping up. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip, yet you still do not know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. You know, here in Western civilization, it's very common. If you want to get to know somebody, you ask them what they do for a living, right? Where do you work? You know, where do you go to school? Um, It's very common anytime you meet anybody. And you kind of want to kind of get an idea of who they are. Kind of figure out what they are doing. But in Eastern, on the other side of the globe, in Eastern civilization... It's very common for somebody, if they wanted to get to know you, they would specifically ask you, "What does your father do?" So, can you imagine upon meeting somebody, them asking you, "Hey, how are you doing now? What does your dad do?" Like, what you? My dad ain't here. I'm here. Maybe, maybe we have gotten too caught up in what we can do and what we've done or what we haven't done. And we forget about our Father and what He's done. But man, I just... I've messed up. And so did the prodigal son. But you don't understand. I, I spent it all. The father still came running. And can you imagine being the prodigal son getting in the sight of his father? And man, you've messed it up. You've squandered what he's given you. And you think, I'm about to get it. I'm about to get it, and I deserve it. Yet here comes a father running, I imagine, with tears rolling down his face. I imagine dust under his heels getting kicked up with arms wide open. This is the love that the world needs to experience forgiveness when you know you deserve something less and you get something better I got a bear rug I used to keep in my office I got it in my garage now people would come in and say man did you kill that bear where you kill that bear I'd say no I didn't kill it I say why you got that bear in your robe you didn't kill it said I didn't kill it said my dad did and he gave it to me and it ain't nothing crazy he's killed much bigger <laughs> he's a hunter but I remember in that moment of that questioning I remember thinking you know what instead of talking about what I've done, I get to talk about what my dad has done. I think a lot of times in our Western Christianity, we're trying to talk about what we've done, what we've accomplished, and what we've read, and the conferences we've been to, and who's prayed for us, and we've done this, and we've done that. And Jesus said, I don't do anything unless I see the Father doing it. And Jesus was just saying, hey, 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 no, he's, no, look to him. If you look to me, I'm telling you to look at him. And I just want to tell somebody today, families, fathers, marriages, kids, God has killed the bear. You ain't got to do it. You don't have to wrestle. You don't have to toil. You don't have to fight this battle. He's already fought it. He's already made a way. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I want you to stand on your feet with me all across this place. Learning something. How I many you you kids have taught you actually taught you some things? I don't know if you're like me. My kids have taught me some things. And I remember going for a walk with my daughter, and we were going to a park, and there was kids everywhere, and I was kind of like, oh man, there'd be germs everywhere. Be, like, oh, I don't know about all this. Who's a you know be fighting over the slides, you know, and the swings, and all that kind of stuff. And I remember rolling up, and I remember, I'll never forget it. I remember MC saying, "Look at all the friends." She was so excited. Look at all the friends. I said, I thought to myself, that is such a good mentality. Stepping onto that scene, because that is not the mentality I had. But man, that is the mentality I have. When you you walk and you see a group of people, you say, look at all the friends. Got to be a little personal. Just recently, we were at somewhere publicly, and she saw a friend, and she said, hey, look, there's a friend let's go play I couldn't help but snap a picture because of the times that we're in and I thought to myself this is what the kingdom of God looks like hey look there's a friend let's play amen if you're a father in the house I just want you to raise your hand won't you do me another favor why don't you just come up to the front and just spread all the way across up here at the front, will you? Come on, can we give our fathers a hand as they come forward? Look at this crew of boys right here. what you do I don't care what you've done the Father has done greater and where your strengths and where your limitations hit a lid that's where God begins and when you feel like I'm not smart enough or I'm not capable enough to to continue forward I want you to know that's okay okay because you have the spirit of God, you have the word of God, you have the presence of God, you have the favor and the compassion of God on your life for this hour. God did not send you into the world for this moment unless he knew full well that you could handle it, that you had the ability, the tools to be able to forge ahead in this moment in our country, in our globe. Amen. I remember sitting in my office, we're going we're gonna to spend the time, just we're going to sing a song together before we dismiss and dads i just want you to just worship i want you to worship and lead the way for just a few moments just for a song i just want you to just lead the way and before we do that i i remember sitting in my office and i remember preparing and doing stuff for ministry pastor gary and i remember kind of taking a seat back and i said you know what god with all this ministry stuff and preaching and all this stuff and i want to do all that stuff I, i just want to do it so well I said, but I want to do the little things right. Like, I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good dad. I want to do the little things right. And I remember the Lord correcting me. And I remember him telling me sternly, those things are little. And I remember putting my head on my desk. And I remember crying. And I said, Lord, forgive me that I would ever take something that's a big deal to you and call it little. And I want to tell you today, no matter what you do, You're a dad, and it's a big deal. And because of that, you're a big deal. So can we all across this place just stretch our hands? Just lift our hands. Lord, we love you today. And God, we see you rearranging our hearts and our thoughts and our souls. And God, we're stepping into this thing. We're not stepping into our strengths. We're stepping into your spirit. We're stepping into who you've called us to be. We love you, Jesus. And God, as we worship today, we ask that you would inhabit the praises of these men and of these wives and of these children today. That there would be a glory that comes on our home. Not because we just worship the right way, but because you're running after us. And we have made it a point to get in your sight, to step out and get into a place where you see us. And I'm telling you today, man, He's running after you. And you're a son. And you'll always be a son. Come on, let's sing this song, Danielle. Let's worship this morning. Come on, just keep talking to the Lord just for a few moments. We're just going to worship together just for a moment. We love you, Jesus. We love you. praise to God. We celebrate you today, Jesus. Our Father, our leader, our provider, our protector. God, we pray a blessing over every father, future father in this home. God, that they would understand that you are right there with him every moment, every season, with every head bowed, every eye closed, you're in here today, you just don't have a relationship with Jesus. You don't know where you would end your, where you would go if your life ended. I just want you to slip up your hand and say, you know what, I'm ready to make Jesus Lord of all. Just slip it up and put it right back down at that you here this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Come on, one more time. Can you give God some praise? watching at home, we are so thankful for you as well that means to be able to do this online. And before I dismiss, if you're a guest and you filled out one of those uh, Connect cards, make sure to go in the back and see Connie back here, From my left, your right, and we um, got a little gift for you for joining us today, and um, just our way of saying thank you for joining us. And don't forget this Friday, The Dwelling at 7 p.m., Women, it's your night of worship, It's going to be a powerful time together, so don't forget that. It's going to be here Friday at 7 p.m. Let me pray a blessing over you before we dismiss. Lord, we love you. We honor you. God, I pray that you would just give every single father here in this room and watching online just a blessed day today. God, we pray that you would just continue to guide us. God, we choose you, Jesus over everything, over our weaknesses, over it all. We know that you are for us and not against us. And everybody said amen. Amen. We love you, SWC. You're dismissed, and we'll see you. Thank you again for joining us. If this is your first time, post a comment in the comment section. We have a team that would love to connect with you. Also, tell us what your favorite part of the service is. And we look forward to seeing you guys next week.